You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we're here with uh, two special guests to talk about an event that people probably thought was a little crazy when they came up with it. Uh, so we're here with Brian, Mister, and uh, Brian Meister, Mister, uh, Mister. Oh, I got Mister. it right. I got it right. Yeah. And uh, Brittany Yoho from Around the Crown 10K. Now let's talk about this. When somebody comes up with the idea to shut down I-277 for a few hours to to have some runners go by, people <laughs> probably thought that idea was insane. It would never work. Especially like what, like do it during rush hour? Why not? Um, but it never been done, and it was something unheard of. And 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 we really want to understand how did this work. But let's talk a little bit about kind of the success there. Uh, it superly uh, exceeded expectations, if that's the way we can talk about it. But forty five hundred runners. Yeah. You got forty five hundred runners in your first event, which is unbelievable yeah so total uh, numbers were actually 4904 oh my god yeah we're not even we're, we're starting off with the wrong food no no no, no. Credit. almost five thousand. i think it was reported it. somewhere that it was 4500 and i don't know where that i mean gosh i'll take 4500 all day like that's a huge success gosh i'll take 500 for a first year event that was it was wild for sure it was and we, we want to learn a little bit more about not only why you came up with the idea, how you came up with the idea. I know your background specifically is is in, you know, working with marathons. You've been with Novant. Um, it seems like you've kind of been in that arena. Uh, and now it's like, hey, I'm going to come out and do something that's a little bit different. I've been in Charlotte for nine years and I love Charlotte. And like the name, the concept, like everything was just like this. This is sick. So we're so excited <laughs> to have you guys here. Uh, welcome, Brian and Brittany, to the Brand Builders podcast. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Thank you. We'll talk about the success of it in a minute. But Brian, I, I'm curious, how did you conceive of something like this? And what did people say about it when you first said that, you know, you were going after something like this? Yeah, I love, uh, Brian, I love that you asked why. The how I get pretty often, but why in the heck would you want to do that? That's a, that's a funny one. Um, how, why, uh, I feel like a typical person in a, in a, in a A or B level city, you get stuck in traffic at some point, if that's Jacksonville or Boulder or wherever, like there's traffic in your city. And we were coming home one night, my wife and I, Chelsea, um, we were coming home from NC music factory. We lived over in Plaza Midwood area and we were on 277 and it's nine o'clock on a Thursday and we're stuck in traffic. And we're like, what is, what is going on here? Like, this is ridiculous. And of course there's, it is ridiculous. Construction <laughs> or whatever it was. We were heading out on independence. That's, you know, it was a quick way to get back over by the Bojangles Coliseum and, um, stuck in traffic. And I was like, babe, I'm, I'm getting out of the car. I'm walking, I'm running. I'm, I gotta get home. Like, this is ridiculous. And obviously I didn't get out of the car, but we just kept joking about that idea. Um, had some friends help start open street 704. Um, Scott Curry, if you know him kind of, Sat down with him, had a couple beers, and stupid ideas become good ideas when you have a couple beers. And um, just kind of started meeting with a few people he would introduce me to. He's like, yeah, here's how we did Open Streets, and um, you know, you should talk to this person. And next thing we know, uh, you should talk to this person turned into like a closed-door meeting with NCDOT and CDOT and CMPD and Fire and Medic and any other government acronym you can think of. Um <laughs> And I feel like this this harebrained idea four years ago turned into a, a, a two year journey of actually having real meetings with the city and state of how ridiculous is this idea and how could we actually pull it off? And 
I think in one of the later meetings we had, someone pretty much said, like, who originally told this guy yes? Like, what? Then <laughs> <laughs> they were starting to point fingers around the room of like, someone told this guy yes. And we got to this point and this is going to actually happen. Like, you kind of got lucky on this one. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it, though. <laughs> when they I think when they originally said yes, I was like, cool. Like, can we write that down? I got to go. Like, next meeting, <laughs> you guys said yes. We're going to sign the papers and move on. Close the deal and get out of there, man. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. they said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, I'm out tell of here. us a little bit about the event. Like, you know, where'd you come up with the name? Uh, what all happens during this time? And where do all these people come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the name Around the Crown uh, and Around the Crown 10K honestly happened instantly. We don't even know where it came from or anything like that. And... Um, it, it hit and it stuck right away. And we're like around the crown. Like if we, we've got, if it, if it isn't the 277 run, we've got to come up with something else to, to use this name on. And I feel like we have a lot of harebrained ideas every now and then we come up with a name before you even come up with the business idea. It's like, all right, well, we're going to, we'll figure out the business afterwards. His name is too good. <laughs> um, so, so same thing there. Um, the business idea. Yeah. Just, um, and where the people came from it, I feel like we, we were able to attach ourselves to people either, through the sustainability acts we had, we were put in place or, or also just this, this mom and pop idea of just my wife and I originally now we're, we're fortunate to have Brittany uh, on the team as well as our, as our first like real employee, if you will. Um, and, and very thankful for her. Um, but yeah, I think people started to attach themselves to younger couple moving into town for me about 11 years ago for my wife about seven, eight years ago. And um, we kind of just kept telling our story and, people attached to it. I, um, kind of like you guys said, I got to help start the Noda Brewing Run Club first, then moved on to Whitewater Center, started the Noda 5k in there somewhere. Um, got to move on to Run for Your Life and Charlotte Marathon. And, um, I think the, the skills just kind of started adding on and, and thankful for everyone along the way. And really, I think like anyone in that gets into a certain industry, you eventually want to do it your own way. And, uh, just kept kind of talking about it with my wife and, um, one day we decided to jump off that cliff of entrepreneurship and, and give it a try and said, you know what, either way, we're going to, we're going to try this out make it work. And if nothing else, I got six months with my kids. I, I pulled them or I pulled her at the time as just one at a daycare. And it's like, well, I'll get six months with my, with my daughter and that'll be fun. And who knows what'll happen on the other side. And somehow here we are a couple of years later and it, it worked out. So, uh, Brittany, you have a background in, in supporting uh, a marathon as well, being the community events or engagement director for the Thunder Road Marathon. And then most recently, the chief strategy officer for HUGA, uh, which we had Garrett on. And yeah. we love, um, obviously, HUGA. That's where we started our podcast. So I remember when they opened their first uh, podcast, like little room studio <laughs> off of Remount, yeah. we would go in there and record and people would literally walk by and look in the window and be like, what in the hell are they doing? In there? <laughs> um, and it was interesting, but that was really the opportunity for us to start a podcast. And, and we thank Garrett all the time. And, and it's really kind of got us to build our own studio. So you've worked with some really cool uh, groups, but what made you kind of make that leap to now become the sponsorship director for the Around the Crown uh, 10K and would love to kind of hear uh, your story of of what attracted you to this event. And then what are you going to do differently uh, as we approach the 2020 race on May 31st? Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, I my background is in special events and, and fundraising. Um, I've done a lot of partnership work with large companies in, in Charlotte and um, was very involved in the Pittsburgh Marathon when I lived, um, lived in Pittsburgh for about 10 years. And 
um, when I moved to Charlotte, I saw an opportunity. There's a huge active community here, and it was really exciting to become a part of it. And, you know, with a, the little time that I had at, at um, the Thunder Road Charlotte Marathon, um, was Thunder Road at the time. But, you know, seeing this this community of, of active people, people wanting to get out and move, um, was really exciting for me to be a part of. And, you know, Brian's being modest. He, along the way, had a lot of, of really great networking opportunities and is connected to literally every person in the city that, you know, has some sort of outdoor <laughs> passion. Um, and it's, it's been really cool to, to see kind of this idea come to fruition, um, you know, being in touch with Brian and, and, and Chelsea and, and seeing their idea just blossom into this amazing community event that is not it's almost like the running aspect came after the fact. It, it really was about bringing people together and showcasing our city with a signature event that, you know, is different than any other road race in town, um, different in, in the route, <laughs> in the route itself and in the people that we have partnering together, um, whether it's sponsors or, you know, a lot of the run clubs that, that just jumped on the bandwagon and really became advocates for the race. It was really cool to see. Um, and so, you know, this year coming up in 2020, we really want to be intentional about the the sponsorships that we, that we have and, and the people that we, that we bring together, you know, it's, it's a unique opportunity to have something so Charlotte focused and, and something that really brings a community together to, to be healthy and, and move, move in any way that, that you see fit. Um, and yeah, it's just been really exciting to to see their idea come come to life. And I couldn't wait to jump on the bandwagon. I love that. And so I, I originally or not originally, but I lived in Charleston for two years and um, I actually didn't do the Charleston Bridge Run when I lived there. But <laughs> me and my wife came back and did it. And there was just something that was fascinating about driving over that bridge almost every day and then running on that bridge. A looks a lot easier than it really is. And then you're, yeah. so you're like, damn, this bridge is big. Um, but there's something about like 277 that could draw you to that and say, wow, like this would be kind of cool to run on it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's, it's, only time you're running on that without an event, you're doing Frogger and probably going to die. Um, yeah. And it's seeing, seeing the city in a totally different perspective. Right. Yeah. You know, it, in traffic, you sit there and you're going five miles an hour, but you're not looking at the buildings. You're not looking around you, you know, having the chance to be on that on foot. Um, it's a totally different perspective. It is. And if you go to their website, it's around the around the crown 10 kcom Literally, the first picture is 277 <laughs> just with thousands and thousands <laughs> of people. So awesome. And it really is running awesome. the wrong way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, that it was really a fun is, piece. <laughs> it is an awesome uh, an awesome picture. Um, so Brian, I, after doing this, you get 4,900 people. So what's the goal for this year? Oh, um, not only from a participation standpoint, but also a sponsorship standpoint, you say that you guys are looking for the right fit. If there are companies out there that are interested in be and getting involved, what are you looking for and, and how would companies go about getting in touch with you to do that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hit on something Brittany said real fast. If that's, if that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I forget about it sometimes and it's nice to hear, it's weird to hear other people talk about it. That's what it is. It's not, not it, it is nice, but it's also just weird to hear other people talk about this, this, uh, child that you had for four that's older than my actual children. But I, I think running really was second. It was a community event when we, when we were thinking of this and how can we get the community more active? And I was thinking about you guys and some of the relations you have in, in town and 
I, I would go to 24 hours of booty every year and I loved it and it was awesome. And I wanted a running component to it. I saw all the money they raised. I saw the community come together and these houses that you never see at night are out there partying and, and in a great way. And it was so fun. And man, the running community, like there's gotta be something similar to this of just getting people involved that don't typically bike or run and they do one lap around the booty loop. And that's just, that was so fun to see. And, and speaking of Charleston, I was just, I was tired of driving down there. I was like, we need, we need, we need something like this. I don't yeah. want to go to Atlanta or Charleston or Richmond to, to do this. Like Charlotte needs something like this. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to hit on that real fast, but thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, from, from a sponsorship standpoint, we were really fortunate last year that um, I think our, our farthest sponsor away was Morningstar Storage in Matthews or um, Red Ventures in Fort Mill. Everyone else was downtown. Um, fortunate to have like Dole last year who just moved their headquarters to try on. Um, and so all of our sponsors were local. They really, uh, when we were talking to them, we wanted to make sure they hit all of our points as well, all of our pillars and, and, and that's sustainability, that's local, that's community. And, um, we, we were really focusing on that. And I, I think Brittany knows that as well with, with her time at Huga. um, she and, and Huga and Garrett, I mean, just, just great. Like really got the message early on and, and just a wonderful team over there. So we were, we were fortunate to have them and everyone else and just kind of, kind of keep that going and see what else. I mean, <laughs> Brittany's already doing all that. And I feel like it's definitely a question almost more for her that she can hit on, but keeping it Charlotte, sustainable, local community. Uh, and there's some great companies here in town that we're already having conversations with and looking forward to see what Brittany can do with it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just add to that point. You know, we have a really great opportunity with this brand new race to be really intentional about the type of engagement we have with our sponsors. You know, typically it's a, you write a check, we'll put your name on the start finish banner or, you know, something like that. T-shirt. Yeah, the t-shirts and and whatnot. But we're really looking for someone who truly wants to partner with us and and build something bigger um, and get maybe their employees moving a little bit more or, you know, doing something fun and, and different with a sponsorship that, you know, may not be able to do with a more established race or something like that in town. So we're going to be able to have a lot more fun with, with what we do with our sponsors. Yeah, I think we had a lot of fun. I think a good example there, uh, Red Ventures last year, we did the yeah. red mile as the last mile. So typically the last mile is the crappiest mile. Um, <laughs> and we were like, hey, Red Ventures, we got an idea. Uh, I think this is intentional and I think you'll really like it. Like, let's name it the red mile. Dole put out some strawberries out there. They were red. We had red balloon arches. We had a DJ with like, just red everywhere, red carpet, and people ate it up, and Red Ventures loved it, and they were all for it. And we just we had those conversations with a lot of sponsors of just being intentional with with what we were doing, rather than yeah, just the logo on the t shirt or, or whatever it might be. So that was that was just a ton of fun, and having partners that want to do that as well was great. What is the route exactly? Obviously, a piece of two seventy seven, or is it all of two seventy seven? Uh, yeah, so it is um, pretty much a 5K on the highway and then a 5K through downtown. So the the course is actually changing for year two. Um, still finalizing that, but we did just get some really good news recently, and we should be able to release our 2020 course soon. But it it's essentially the entirety of 277. We only miss one exit on it before you head on to 77. Um, and then Which the you rest definitely don't want to do. No, probably, <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then the, uh, yeah, surface streets. So yes, yeah, so then another three miles downtown, um, going around it this year, you get to get past the three major, um, 
uh, sports arenas. So heading by Hornets, Knights, Panthers, or the new MLS team. Um, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Nice plug. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> uh, having some fun with that too. Yeah. It's um, it's a great course. I, I think last year people didn't um, fully understand the hills that are on 277. Speaking of that bridge in Charleston, you don't you don't see it when you're driving. Yeah. You don't feel the wind that you that you then get at Charleston Bridge or anything like that. So. We had a uh, an Everest last year that people identified and didn't realize they were going to hit, and that was that was pretty fun. It's like a, it's a marketing piece. I mean, that's yeah, uh, honestly, it's a piece of inventory that Brittany can probably sell and then have somebody <laughs> attached to that hill right there and and have some fun. Yeah. Do we get a name for that? You know, I mean, I'm I actually grew up in Atlanta, so I did the Peachtree Road Race all the time. Race. Heart Attack Hill. Uh-huh. That place sucks. I will say <laughs> the only cool thing about Heart Attack Hill is it goes up and it's right next to a bunch of bars. So they literally are throwing the most insane Parties. raging party. Yeah. And when I lived there, I was like 15 years old driving by. I'm like, what are all these people doing? <laughs> and they're just like drunk as hell in the morning at 730. <laughs> but I mean, it kind of motivated you when all these people were like, Woo! Yeah. like I don't know why they like me so much. But anyways, <laughs> did, did it get a name for, Not for yet. this? Okay. So, Not yet. Oh, it's in so the can you sponsor the yeah. hill? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. now we're in here. We've got some fun ideas. I, that's so a, we're, yeah, we're looking I'm for interested. the right person. Very, I love that. Uh, so can you sign up now and and um what do those numbers look like and ideally or really i'd love to see what your goal is but you look at charleston you look at atlanta they sell out immediately i mean the, yeah, the road insane. race you can you can sell your number for a lot of money is there a limit to where this could go i i think um so i mean yeah going back to the in the southeast we have two very big players in the in the run game uh peachtree is typically the largest they go back and forth with boulder boulder which is out in boulder colorado each of them get anywhere from 55 to 65,000 people i mean they've been wow. around for 50 some years there's just a history there that is untouchable um and cooper river i mean it's crazy i feel like a lot more people have done the bridge run than they have done peachtree and it's what's funny to think is Cooper River is typically around like 30, 35,000. So you add another 15, 20,000 people onto that and you're looking at Peachtree, like they just, the logistics there are insane. Um, I, I, I would, I'd shit my pants if we ever got to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I, I don't even know if I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, in, in 40 years, yeah. you know, oh, I mean, we, can, we can just take it. Yeah. I have, I'm not sure if that's a goal or not, but um, I, I, the little bit we've talked to the city and state about like, Hey, should we have a, a, a ceiling on this? They, they're not super concerned right now. It's a, it's a what three or four lane highway. Um, so there's not too many constraints there. I think the constraints are going to be on, um, having an expo space for that last year we at camp North end. They were great for us. Um, the space out there is big enough, but then you start looking at parking lots and all right, where are we going to bring these people in? Are we going to, uh, bus them in or are we going to start having um, packet pickups at local run stores and, and can we do things like that like Boulder Boulder when you go to register there one of the cool things is you pick where your packet is when you're registering six months away and you can choose any running store in Colorado you could be way up north or you could be down south or I think they even have some in like Utah and Arizona where you can go and pick it up and they ship it out there and that's that's just another great way to bring the community together and get every running store in town or in the state involved into that and I think that's so fun so we haven't found the pinch point yet. I'm sure it'll it'll butt its head here soon. But right now, keep going. I mean, in years to come, it'd be great to get into that that five digit range of getting ten thousand plus. I don't think that's going to happen in year two. But yeah, yeah, registration's open. Uh, we got over a thousand people signed up already. Um, hoping to to break five, six, maybe seven thousand next year. Yeah, it looks like I'm on your website as well. It looks like prices increase as time nears. Yes. Right. 
October 9th to 15th, which is way behind us now, 35 bucks and so on and so forth. And up to race day, it's $70. Yeah. Right. It just, that price increase in there is, is uh, a marketing piece, but sure. it's also like, gosh, it helps us. We have to order metals so far out. And yeah. there's just other pieces to that when it comes into, as you guys know, like ordering product and then do you need to get it embroidered? Do you need to get it printed or whatever that might be? So the more data points we have early on, the easier it makes it on us and brings our cost down. Sure. Register so, early. Yeah. When, when do you want sponsorships in? Oh, uh, as soon as possible. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. We, you know, it's funny because I, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm like, the race is almost here. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling like. We got to get going, but um, you know we really want to maximize the exposure, you know, right. with our sponsors and our partners. So yeah, I mean, the beginning of the year is going to really crank things up, but um, but yeah, we want them as soon as possible. Yeah, and 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 also like making sure it makes sense. So if they yeah. are someone to sign on a month out or two months out or whatever it might be, it, it's does that even make sense? Hey, let's just go ahead and talk year three. I, I think that might make more sense. And 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 I. I Brittany and I have had that conversation. I know she's awesome at that too, of just like realizing like, you know what, maybe that value is not the same when it's two months out. Like how can we, I don't know, pivot on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, at the Dunstan Group, we we really like to get involved in our community. We've had over 20 nonprofits on our podcast. Amazing. And the cool thing about your, your run is it's not all about running. It's about the community. And you guys have a beneficiary called Partners for Parks, uh, which is a local organization here. Would love to to learn more about Partners for Parks, but also, you know, why did you choose that beneficiary? And then really, what does the work that you guys do support and help and, and what goes uh, goes into that? Uh, would love to, to know your connection there. Yeah. So um, fun fact, we actually have three beneficiaries or we, we had three last year and we have three this year. I say last year and this year, we're still in the same year in our second race. Um, so in our first race, our main beneficiary is Partners for Parks and, and same again for our 2020 race. But then in, um, last year, we also had Running Works um, and then um, the Charlotte Knights Foundation as well. So in total last year, we donated $21,000 um, with the majority of that going to Partners for Parks. And in um, year two, we uh, we also brought on Carolina Farm Trust. Um, so working with them, uh, I assume you know Zach Wyatt. Yes, yeah. love them. Yeah, yes. They're doing some really cool things in the community, and it's one of those things when you first look at it, it's like that, that seems odd. Running and, and building farms around the community, it's like no, it's just that's building community. They're doing some cool things with these micro farms and neighborhoods, and uh, he's passionate. Man, that guy's passionate, and I love it. And he just he lights a fire in you every time you talk to him. So yeah, bringing them on board. We also work with other ones, be it donating time or whatever that is. Um, Catawba Riverkeepers, uh, John Searby over there is awesome and doing some cool things. Um, but yeah, sorry. So connection to Partners for Parks. Um, I think I've mentioned on here and we've kind of talked about it, but I've got a two-year-old daughter and a, a seven-month-old son, and I really want them to get outdoors and active. And I think the first way you do that is through slides and swings and going to a park. And uh, was it three or four years ago, that study came out that Charlotte was ranked last on accessibility to parks. And obviously like whenever that happens in a city, whatever that might be like, Hey, we're ranked last in breakfast spots. Like the city immediately responds like we need more breakfast spots. <laughs> um, so I think, um, I think the same thing has happened with accessibility to parks and seeing how Charlotte reacted to that was, was great. But um, I think there can always be more. And I think it's a great start to get kids into that. I, I feel like it's a very um, offensive move versus a defensive move. We're not reacting to, a problem that might already exist in that child's life. You're, you're getting them out there right away. And the more parks we have in town, the more time kids are spending outdoors 
And with my kids, at least, like if I take them outside and get them on slides and swings, like they're coming back and they're singing and they're happy and their minds are going. And it's just a completely different personality that I get to deal with with my kids when they get done playing outside. And Brittany, I'm sure you'll see that soon enough with Asher too. It's so much fun. I just I just love parks. That's the end of it. That's a big number, man. Congratulations. <laughs> that was that was really twenty-one thousand. Yeah, yeah. I it was, that felt good to write that check. It did. It did. And Partnership Parks. I mean, talking about uh, DC and Well Run Media and those guys and Melissa, like they helped out so much with that, and they're tied into that too. And they helped us kind of learn about that story and then tell that story as well. And they've been so supportive, and and it's been nice to see our beneficiaries work together. Um, and then we we were able to bring on Share Charlotte last year too to be our like volunteer sponsor through trade essentially. And they just helped us bring um, more awareness to that and help us get volunteers. We need hundreds of volunteers to, to make this thing happen. And um, Share Charlotte was amazing there. You make a good point. When When is the uh, volunteer registration available? Is that now too? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. Register early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, our water stops are a little different. We, we kind of hit on we're, we're a sustainable race, but we don't have the typical paper or plastic cups. We have... Um, they're kind of like reusable cups. So at water stop one, you would you'd pick it up like a normal race, but then there's 65 volunteers yelling at you, do not throw your cup away. <laughs> um, and then water stop two and three, we're out there with pitchers pouring water into it. Um, so that takes a few more volunteers to actually have these pitchers that they're pouring water into these reusable cups. Um, and, and then you've got to look at packet pickup and T-shirts and all that stuff too. So we go, we, we typically use two to 300 volunteers um, at this event and had some great nonprofits help us in the past. So I want to kind of go back to the the first race um, that you had, which was last year. And, you know, obviously the picture on I-277, but you had posted, we think, our heart is full on Twitter. <laughs> tell me what it was like day of. Obviously, it had to be chaotic. But tell me what it was like to sit there and see 4,900 runners <laughs> literally fill 277 from an idea that came over a couple of years. <laughs> all ideas come over a couple of That's years, right? right? They sure yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so funny backstory, our heart is full is actually something I did not write. And my wife's not right. Brittany's husband actually wrote that, who handled our social media. Excellent. Uh, Miller Yoho um, wrote that. But I've got to say, um, Miller does a damn good job. And he knew our voice right away. And... Um, we trusted him with it and he wrote that and we're like, yeah, that's exactly our emotions. And I'm not sure if we could have put it any better way and and as simple as that because he wrote, honestly, he wrote a couple of that. So he was our weekend social media assistant with um, Yoho Creative and um, he wrote another one like two years ago. We had an idea two hours ago. You guys made it happen or, or something like that. And it was just like, yeah, that's we wouldn't have thought of that either. And that's just perfect. But <laughs> Um, so race morning was surprisingly not super chaotic. Um, that was something we didn't expect. Uh, we had a great team that, that we had brought on to help us out and, uh, kind of contract that, that whole weekend and week of, um, so Chelsea and I really just got to live in the moment. Um, and thankfully Brittany was there volunteering too. So she was a part of it with, uh, eight months pregnant yep, at the time. Yeah. Rockstar dedication right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were thankful, like, you know, family was in town watching our two kids then and everything else. So that made it a little less chaotic at a hotel uptown. It was almost like a vacation for us of like a passion vacation. Um, but we, we ran over to the bridge that everyone ran on and then ran under, um, there on a uh, college street and, um, or church street, church, church street. Yeah. 
I get college and church confused pretty often. Um, church <laughs> Street, and uh, I'll be honest, man, we just started crying. We were probably crying for like ten minutes, and, and it was just happy tears of watching people come under us, and and we didn't announce ourselves or anything like that, but seeing people run under us and then they'd see us up there and, and having friends yell out our names or, or my mother-in-law honestly flew in from Phoenix and she ran it and she saw us and she came over and hugged us and just some friends that knew about this idea when we were joking about it four years ago. I, it was, it was very emotional and, and um, it just, it kind of like put an exclamation point on the sentence a little bit. Um, and then we ran back and saw the first finisher come through and saw all the volunteers doing everything. But it was a blast. It was, we were getting out there at 3 a.m. pushing uh, pallets around and bananas and metals to get that ready. And <laughs> you want to be a part of that. You don't want someone else doing that. Like, you really want to have your hands on it. And, and it was fun. Do you remember the record time to beat this year? It was right around 30 minutes. Um, but our course was a little short last 30 year. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Two 50-minute 5Ks on top of each other with an Everest of a hill. Guy, wow. Chad, he's, um, he won the Charlotte Marathon a couple of years ago. He's an impressive runner. Yeah. But uh, yeah, our course was a little short. I'll, I'll come out and admit that. We've, we've talked about it. <laughs> we, we didn't have a way to measure the highway because you guys mentioned it before. The, the race was backwards on the highway. <laughs> so for yeah. us to get out there and officially measure it, we would have to shut down the highway another time and pay cops and everyone else to do that. And we're like, eh, we'll make it close <laughs> and we'll do our best guess at it. And we really did. But you, you can't do anything until race morning to, to really make that happen. So it was a little short, um, but Chad crushed it. And same with um, female winner, too. We had some strong times out there. And uh, they've uh, I think they've both already said they're coming back next year to hopefully defend the title. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be awesome, awesome to kind of have that inaugural title and, and win that out. That was, that was cool to see. So the, the key to a successful 10K is to make it short. <laughs> PR every I'm, time. I'm listening to you. I'm like, yeah. this is the best thing ever. Everybody's Everyone's running happy. through. They're like, oh my God, I just killed my 10K time. Um, so oh. you mentioned, I love like the passion in your, in your face and in your voice. And I wish people could see that right now when you were explaining what that meant to you is real. And, and that's awesome. And that's what we like to get out of these, uh, these podcasts. Um, you mentioned, and, and this is kind of want to get your advice on on somebody that might be listening to this that might want to take that step. So we're good friends with Spencer Luters, who started 24 Foundation. And it's such a humbling experience to not only know him, but see how humbled he is by by what has generated from him literally just starting one day, like, hey, I'm going to ride around the booty loop and turn your lights on. And, and now it's an organization that uh, <laughs> went from the booty to now a true like foundation. And, and he's it's raising amazing. millions of dollars. It's amazing. Almost 20 million. Gosh. Since since Which it's, is uh, beginning, it's yeah, that's unbelievable. So like, would, there's so much opportunity. So like, I want to think like, not only from your own experience, but what would you say to somebody that might be passionate about something? It doesn't have to be running. It could be anything, but maybe they don't know how to take that leap. They don't really know the direction. Like, is it just go have some beers with your buddies and just do it? <laughs> or, or what would be your advice? Because I think Charlotte is such a, a, a unique uh, city that it gives you the resources to make a huge impact even when you feel or you think you might not have that ability. hundred uh, percent. It's, it's wild. Uh, yeah, just to hit on Spencer one more time. He was actually out there race morning. And um, I, had, I had met him in passing in, in years before, just doing 24 hours of booty with, with my buddies. Uh, I think we've done it a few years now. Um, but to see him out there and to kind of shake his hand on the morning of like when this this thing is this this baby is being born, if you will, um, that was awesome. I mean, he's, he's a great guy. He's... Uh, and it's extremely humbling. That's exactly the word. There's no other word for it. Um, but yeah, that was that was great. And what he's put together for this city is impressive. And twenty million dollars, like good gosh, That's big. It's huge. Um, 
So, so tip, uh, I think the biggest thing is, is share your idea. Just tell people about it and, and you most likely will not get any negative feedback. Most people will be like, how can I help? What can I do? Let me take you there. And I mean, you can hit that on DC and Melissa or Brittany or gosh, any of these people that, that we kind of just shared this idea with early on, whether it's over beers or not over beers. Um, People want to help. And I think, Charlotte, you speak about Southern charm when you come to Charlotte. That's true in business as well. If you share that and you, I mean, we had a few sponsors sign on before we had a permit that was going to even allow us to do that. Like, we we believe in you. Here, here's a check. Go ahead and do it. Um, and that's that's just crazy. So when you share that idea, you get the Southern charm there too. Um, and, and like I said, I've been down here for like 10, 11 years, but man, that just shines through everywhere. And it's, it's really amazing to see. And then, I mean... For me, I uh, married. It was that was a lot of late night conversations of like, how do you feel about not having a full time salary, honey? Does that seem like a good idea? <laughs> how are we going to make that work? And it, it became like, all right, well, if we pull the the kid out of daycare, there's there's a mortgage right there because daycare is <laughs> insane. Um, True. Yeah. So all right, there's there's some money back, and like you know, just figuring out little ways. Like there's 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 ways around it for sure, and or or ways towards sacrifices. It. Yeah. And are you willing to make it? And if if you're right. passionate about it, like it's not even a sacrifice. It's a, it's a positive piece of that. Awesome. Like I get to hang out with my daughter now. You don't see it as like, Oh man, like I gotta, now I've got to like figure out childcare. Like while I'm going to try to talk to it's like, no, like if this partner or sponsor or employee wants to be with us, like they're going to be willing to go on a run with us and I'm going to be pushing my daughter while I do it. And I'm going to be talking business and they're going to be completely cool with it. And you, you change everything into a positive. It just naturally happens. Great answer. Um, you guys, it's incredible what you've already built in, in literally a year. Uh, and I can't <laughs> wait to to follow the journey. Uh, I did not run last year, but I'm very interested. There you go, 2020. Hey, man, there's Sir training Ollie. on the website. <laughs> Tra- you started right now. Hey, You're man, good. I was at the Y this morning. Yes. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll say this, yeah. too. Just, you know, having having a 10K as the signature race, it, it's accessible to people. You know, it's just sure. a, it's a challenge. But it's not a marathon. You know, we're not asking you to go out and spend four hours on a Saturday training. You know, it's it's accessible and, and we want you to hook up with your buddies and friends and go for a run and, and feel good about it and get moving. hundred so, percent. It's yeah. that's we actually did a lot of research on what distance we wanted to do. And 10K is is the sweet in our spot. opinions. Yeah, it's a sweet spot. It really is. It's a good distance for sure. Well, we hope uh, that, that you guys have created the new Peachtree Road Race or the new Bridge Run. <laughs> I definitely think. think you're uh, it, it, it is. But you know what? I think you've set such a solid foundation that it's definitely doable. And I think the community in Charlotte will continue to wrap their arms around you and, and continue to support it. Uh, and, and I hope everybody that's listening to this will go check out their website, you know, register, volunteer. If you're a company, please sponsor them. Uh, this is a, a an amazing organization that created an amazing race, but it's more than running. It's all about the community. So thank you, uh, Brian and Brittany, for not only creating this race, but what you do for our community. Um, you're the stories that we try to get out in our Charlotte you know, world. And I think you are two people that make this a great place to live. So thank you guys so much for your commitment to the city, the community, the beneficiaries you work with. And uh, I can't wait for the race. It's May 31st. It's the weekend after Memorial Day. So every single one of you will be in town. So don't use that as an excuse. Um, Love it. But we look forward to it. If you're listening, please like, share, comment, uh, spread the message. This is something that we could could make a, not only a regional race, but a na- nationwide race. Like how cool would it be if we had the around the town, uh, around the crown, excuse me, 10K, and we had people from California and Nevada and Boston saying, oh, I'm going to Charlotte for this race. Like 
Can you imagine the impact that could not only have for Uptown, but the entire region? It could be incredible. So thank you again, Brian and Brittany, for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. And we look forward to the race on May 31st. Thank you. Thank you guys thank so you. much for having us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.